Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. Amazing. So if you're taking notes, you want to fill in the blank, the way of Jesus is both hidden and public. There's elements of walking with Jesus and having the way of Jesus. And we look forward to 2021. Some of that is quiet. Some of that is subtle. Some of that is impacting the world around us just because of who we are and how we act. And then there's others where the light is so visible, but rather than pointing to us, it points to who God is and the value of who God is. Going on in the the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, verse 21. I'm only going to touch on a couple of these. There's, I think, five or six different sections in here where Jesus said, you have heard that it was said, but I say to you. So he said, here's what was said in the, and here's what was said of old. Here's what has, you've heard said. That, those were things that were either directly out of the Old Testament or those are things that were from the Old Testament and then the rabbis built on top of it and built on top of it and built on top of it. So it's things that had been said in the past that now has just become part of how they lived. But Jesus said, that's what's been said, but I say to you, he wants us to take it even deeper than what has been said in the past or maybe even flip it around. So I'm, I'm gonna just touch on a couple of these. The first one, Matthew 5, verse 21 and 22. You've heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. That raka and you fool, in their culture, those are common insults. Those were, if somebody were to say to you, raka, then your appropriate response would be back, you fool. And then it would just be this verbal exchange and lobbing things at one another to escalate it. And sometimes that then escalated to families and to whole clans and even villages as they one started as a, a verbal exchange and then maybe taking it physically. And Jesus is saying, don't do that. You've heard it said that this is okay, but you've seen it exercised in the culture that this is okay. He said, don't do that. And how often in our world today do we see people, even Christians, hurling insults from one side of the political spectrum or another on social media, in schools, wherever it may be, there's just a whole lot of insults in trying to protect and defend our honor. Jesus said, blessed are those who, and all those different things. Rather than having to fight back, God has already given us the honor. We don't need to defend ourselves from insult to anybody else. If we're being persecuted, if we're being insulted, then the way of Jesus is to let the insult die right there and not 
react to it and not respond to it. Further on, Jesus said in verse 39 of chapter 5, I tell you not to resist an evil person. Whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other one also. That's a serious challenge to honor. But Jesus said the response to that is to forfeit your honor and choose peace. Today, people are, are even picking up arms to defend their honor. I heard of a, a, pastor, a pastor this past week, it was just a couple of days ago, who had stated very publicly, posted it for the world to see, that it was in some place where the COVID restrictions were likely to include locking down a whole lot of organizations, including some churches. And he said, we're not gonna stand for that. We're gonna stand by our First Amendment rights that we can worship. And if you're gonna come in and try to shut us down, then we're gonna stand for our Second Amendment right, and we're gonna have our guns by the door, and you're not gonna bully us out of here. Is that the way of Jesus? Is to stand by the door and use violence in order to be able to protect the ability to worship God? There's something that's a little off there. Jesus said, I tell you not to resist an evil person. Whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other. So often, we're doing just the opposite of what Jesus has instructed us. That polarization in our world today of hurling insults and hurling this and that one against the other is so opposite of what Jesus is asking us to do. He wants a community that is knit together in love and that through that, like the city on a hill, is expressing that love for all to see and what people see even outside of the church is the love of God demonstrated by us. And so that he sees the actions that we take as a believing community and they all go, wow, isn't God amazing? That's what Jesus wants us to see. If, you fill in the, if you're filling in the notes, you put the way of Jesus is the way of peace. The way of Jesus is the way of peace. And so as I'm thinking about that, I've had to ask myself over the last few months, will I truly depend on God? Will I truly put Jesus first? Or am I going to rely on my rights as an American and put that higher than what Jesus has asked in the Sermon on the Mount? Will I cling to my right to retaliate? Or as Jesus has asked, will I step back and not defend my honor and instead let God do that for me? Will I pursue the way of Jesus? Another element that has been of 2020 has been that element of, of worry. And we've, we've worried a whole lot this past year for so many different ways, which I mentioned. Again, Jesus tells us in Matthew 6, verse 25, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Going on to verse 33, but instead, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. 
He knows that we need those things. In the midst of the worry that we might have from this past year, and as we think about the next year, where's it all going to go? Jesus said, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. The Father will take care of you. Seek first. Make it a priority to focus my attention on God's rule and reign in my life. That's what Jesus is asking us to do. So I put it all together. The three big areas of 2020, there's heartache, we have worry, retaliation. With heartache, let God heal our brokenness. He said, blessed are those who mourn, for you will be comforted. There's, there's a body of people here, even just these, these few people who are here, that as we yield to, to Jesus, and we yield to God the Father, and allow his, him to comfort us, but we also allow one another. We can admit to one another, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm struggling with some things. I've got some really deep heartache. And we can bring that healing and that comfort to one another. With respect to worry, we can make it a priority to pursue God's rule and reign. And with respect to retaliation, that is so much a part of our culture right now, that we can pursue peace, mercy, forgiveness. We can pursue the way of the cross. Jesus, he experienced so much retaliation in his life that he came to bring about a new kingdom and they all thought that he was trying to take over the kingly rule of, and, and do it through force and through violence. And he said, no, we're going to do this through forgiveness. We're going to do this through grace. We're going to do this through mercy. I am going to take it all on myself and go to the cross, a brutal execution and torture, he didn't fight back so that we could do the same and live similarly. And maybe you're thinking with some of these ideas that, wait, you're wanting us and you're encouraging us to take the words of Jesus seriously. Some of these words, that was for, for people way back then. I mean, to... to I'm, I'm an American citizen. I should be able to exercise my rights here and do my things here. I, it, life is tough. There's a whole lot to worry about. And, you know, some of those ideas, that's kind of nice, but I don't know. That's, that's a bit of a stretch. And maybe even thinking, you're nuts. That's impossible. And if, if you're thinking that, then you're thinking in the right direction. Because... That's what the disciples said to Jesus. Probably a year, year and a half later in the book of, of Matthew, chapter 19, Jesus was giving basically a summary of the Sermon on the Mount again to the disciples. And at this point, they finally got some, some bravery up and said, you know what, Jesus, what you're saying, that's impossible. We can't do that. And Jesus agreed with them. He said, yes, for man, it's impossible. But for God, everything is possible. And so to follow the words of Jesus, we can do so because we have the Holy Spirit living in us. He went, demonstrated it with his life, what this is like to follow after him, follow after the way of the Father, to live in such a way. And then he went to the cross. He rose from the dead. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, ruling as king, and he has sent us his Holy Spirit to empower us to live as he has commanded. 
He gave these commands to us. He said, at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, he said, the man who follows my commands is like the wise man who built his house on a rock. Very different from the man who built his house on the sand. And I heard a story about, from a, a man who actually has been in, I think somewhere in the, the Middle East in the past couple of months, that even today, people still build their house on the sand in the Middle East. He was describing this valley that had been an ancient dry riverbed. It's a great place to be able to build because there's this really hard sand. It's in a flat area. There's a trade route. People come and go. So in terms of economic prosperity for the town, the town can be pretty rich because of all the comings and goings through it. So they built their town on the sand in the riverbed. And when the monsoon comes, the mountains all around are filled with water, all pour into the valley, and the village completely washed away. We've seen that in the news in the past 10 years. That's what Jesus was talking about, is that you build your house on the sand and everything completely crumbles and washes away. Those who hear the words of Jesus and actually do them and put them into practice are the man or the woman who builds the house on the rock. It's a solid foundation. It is possible. And the last point in the notes, if you want to write it in, the way of Jesus is possible with him and with others. That God has given us a body, a community, that we can work together, we can strive together, we can pursue him together, and we can encourage one another and strengthen one another in that. It's also about grace rather than law. It's not about, all right, here's the rules. You've got to follow the rules. Call it, follow the rules. Jesus came to fulfill the law, which has been fulfilled in what he did at the cross. But it's grace because he gives us the power to be able to, to do that with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I would encourage you, like the, the Bereans, to take the Sermon on the Mount, spend some time, read through it, see if... This is what Jesus actually said. And then if so, then go ahead and do it yourself. This is a lifestyle that that Jesus had laid out for all of us. And I I was thinking about that this morning and I picked up my notes and I was working on making myself breakfast and the Holy Spirit just dropped this particular passage to, uh, to share this morning. And it, it's related to it, and I never saw the connection until this morning. And, and I think we, we heard it earlier today, too. But it's, it's from Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Jesus was speaking. It's beginning of his ministry. He reads from the book of Isaiah, and he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives. Receiving of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So much of that is the same as the Beatitudes, that blessed are those who are poor, blessed are those who are the captives, blessed are those who are the blind, blessed are those who are the oppressed, that we are to be about what Jesus was about, and that is bringing about that blessing and that honor to those by proclaiming the good news, by setting free the captives, by bringing sight to the blind, by setting 
free those who are oppressed, proclaiming the year of the Lord's favor, which is a profound honor and blessing to so many people. Where do we start? Well, we've got a, a period of fasting and praying coming up soon, and I would ask you to consider, what do I really value? What do I need to, to let go of from all the things that we've done in 2020 and the need to give up? <clears throat> whether that be worry, whether that be retaliation, or whatever that as a way of life. Seeking first God's rule and reign, being a blessing and being comfort to somebody else in whatever interactions, whether it be in school or in the workplace or in social media where people are just spinning things out of control and insults one after another just step out of it and choose to respond with peace. Let's, let's stand and we'll pray. Father, I thank you that we have your spirit within us that we can follow the words of Jesus. We can follow a lifestyle of seeking after you together. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who are meek. Blessed are those who, who are moving forward in Jesus in forgiveness and seeking peace, making a difference by infusing into the society around us in ways that are hidden and ways that are public, but all so that you, Father, receive the glory. You, Father, are shown to have the value of what and who you truly are. God, we want to take the words of Jesus seriously. And I ask that you would help us to learn how to do that, to walk in your way, to give up our way instead and walk with you, that we would be the wise ones who are building our house on the rock, the foundation of our lives, the foundation of this year in a new wineskin, that we would reflect who you are in all that we do and all that we are. We bless you and honor you. In Jesus' name. again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.